Hey there, welcome to the Sealer Show. I'm Chris, got Paul and Joe with me. How you guys doing? Doing great. Sleepy. Yes. Already? We just started. Like I know. It's been 11 seconds and you're already exhausted? It's it's the stupid time change. Like, 5 o'clock, it's pitch blackout. By 8 o'clock, you feel like it's 2 in the morning. I'm Jeez. either getting very old, I'm going to die really soon, or my <laughs> testosterone is very low. Seriously, if my wife came down... Can we, can we take this? like several of those choices? Can we like pick two or three of them? Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, I'm going to go with old. Are you happy that he's going to die soon, or do you just love the fact that testosterone is at nothing right now? Yeah. No, see, now we feel bad about joking that the time you weren't, like, you fell asleep and weren't coming on. Well, maybe his testosterone was low. <laughs> Let, well, let's be honest. My wife's going to be kind of miffed at me. Work has been good. It it's, keeps me busy. Let's just put it like that. So right afterwards, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go out. I need to get some lunches for me for the rest of the week. And family, I'll go buy you some pizza for supper. I go, do that. I get home. Like, I'm off work about 4.30. I run some errands, come back at 6.30, put the pizza on the table, sit on the couch. Next thing I know, I, I'm asleep. My wife wakes up at 8.30 going, don't you do podcasts tonight? I'm like, oh, crap. And so it's been one of those days. And thankfully, we don't podcast till 10. I'm awake right now, but... I was sleeping on the family earlier, which isn't good. So, yeah, that's not great. <laughs> I'm not yes. gonna lie, that's yes. not great. All right, well, let's talk some Steelers. I think last week we <laughs> have speaking one. of not great, let's yes. talk about some Steelers. Well, I think last week we had a half hour of talking about time, and which is I don't know. There's all these abstract, weird things. Uh, yeah, let's actually get to Steelers in the first minute, you know, for a change. <laughs> um, hey, Steelers didn't play last week. Woo! They had the buy. Uh, I saw Joe had a post going, hey, at least they're not going to lose today. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you it that. felt great. It felt great yeah. knowing with 100% certainty that I was not going to have to deal with the depression of a, a Pittsburgh Steelers loss. But the good news, we're off the bye week, and Matt Canada is still the offensive coordinator. Why did you say that? Why would you? <laughs> what are you trying to do to me? Paul, it's like my blood pressure went down by like three points, and you're just like going to bring that up right now? <laughs> Help me out here with this, Paul, because I, I follow the Steelers each day on the news. I, I got to admit, I'm not always watching Twitter. Uh, you know, last week, you know, Mike Tom comes out, there's no coaching changes this week. I, I think we got the feeling that there wasn't going to be any the second week right before the Saints game. Was there a reason why Matt Kanslinger did Mike Tom say, hey, he's got some weird pictures of me. I can't fire him. I mean, was there any rationale was given why Matt Cain is still here? No, not not that I'm aware of. I, I don't think, I don't think there, I don't think Coach T could have said anything that would have made us say, "Oh, yeah, he's got a good point." Yeah, nothing. I mean, of the many things that uh, Coach T has to do as part of his job, convincing either the press or the public of anything. It's not on in his job description. <laughs> I, there are other people who play that game. That is not his game. He is. He owes you no explanation whatsoever. Well, he he has acknowledged that there are problems, and they're doing what they can do to try to fix them. But he does not believe that sacking Matt Canada 
is going to solve the problem in the short term. Because every week when it's like, you know, we know there's problems, we're working on it. Same thing happens the next week. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't argue with that. I mean, that's, I've been watching, so it does, it does seem like that for certain. Well, I think last week I threw out a strange conspiracy theory about one of the Sealer talk show, oh, the Pittsburgh talk show hosts. They kind of said, hey, you know, Tom's got that relationship with Matt Canada. I think Canada had some experience at William and Mary. You know, William and Mary gave Tomlin's son a scholarship. I don't know. I, I mean, that can't he, possibly be worth it. <laughs> here's what bothers me. You know, and, these guys make so much money whenever someone's like, oh, you know, they're giving his son a scholarship. Are you kidding me? The guy's, he doesn't need the scholarship. Like, that would motivate me. You well, know, my kids are going to need scholarships to go to college at this point because I no longer work at a college. So that's going to be an issue in, in about, you know, eight years or so. Uh, I would be motivated by that. Tom, Tomlin doesn't, it's, he's been fined more than that. <laughs> well, here's the thing that bothers me. So about what the difference does it make? I don't understand. Yeah. I'll be in the Steelers until I die. I mean, next year we're not going to become a. A Minnesota Vikings podcast or anything. Hey, we're in the Steelers, go Steelers, win, lose, or tie, I guess. The thing that's bothering me is even in the 90s when, you know, they have Bill Cowher and stuff like that, you can sit there and say, what a consistent, solid franchise that make the right decisions, they hold people's feet to the fire. Even when the Steelers weren't winning Super Bowls all the time, you're like, okay, at least they're making good calls. They're not making a good call as Sheriff Canada. And I don't think Tom's afraid to f uh, fire Canada because he gave his son a scholarship. I mean, that would be kind of outrageous if that was the case. <laughs> but right now, with being 2-6 and six and Matt Canada still hoisting the offensive reins, I don't know anymore, man. I mean, I'm hearing these conspiracy theories, and they don't sound legitimate, but who knows anymore? I mean, at 2-6, and six, I'm throwing up my arms going – is there something nefarious going on? You know, does somebody have pictures of Mike Tomlin? Does, <laughs> you know, is there a, uh, I mean, we talk about new world orders. Is there like a uh, governmental conspiracy to keep the Steelers down? I don't know. Something strange is going on this year. I don't know. Uh, and, and not saying that just, not saying it's guaranteed that if we, if there's a new offensive coordinator, everything's better. But I, I was a Matt Canada fan when he took the job. Um, I have renounced that citizenship. Mm. Um, there's a guy like Frank Reich out there right now. Um, I wouldn't mind giving him a look. I, I wonder with the Matt Canada thing, and we've talked about this in the past, and hey, if you've liked the Steelers for any amount of time, Loyalty has been always a big thing for the Steelers. They haven't changed head coaches that often. Uh, they keep their coordinators around longer. And, yeah, loyalty is cool when, you know, you've got a good coordinator and stays with the team because things are good with the Steelers. Loyalty is kind of weird, though. When I, I mean, how many times have the Steelers scored 20 points this year? I, I mean, it's gotten kind of ridiculous. I mean, one maybe? Uh, we scored 20 against the Jets and we hit 23 because of the overtime to the Bengals. Okay, so they're two and oh, six. Oh, and Buccaneers, too. Buccaneers, too. Sorry. Oh, okay. They're two and six. They've hit 
the 20 point mark and we're talking about the 20 point mark like it's a four minute mile or the you know (laughs) or or playing you know 2000 games in a row it's like whoa 20 points what a hallowed mark and everything but uh, you know they're not even hitting that and and, I don't want to break the suspense but I'm worried about this weekend I think New Orleans is a very beatable team Uh, you know they've got Andy Dalton they didn't look good against the Ravens but, but the Saints at least can score some points. The Sooners can't score points right now. And this is an indictment about anybody in particular. I'm just saying when you can't score points, I'm not sure what the winnable game is right now. I mean, the, the Sooners can easily beat the Saints. I'm not saying they'll definitely get beat. But, man, they got to score points to win, you know? Looking at that Panthers game is looking pretty good right now. Hey, Baker Mayfield at least put up some points in the second half against the Bengals. <laughs> I don't know. Thank goodness CJ Watts back. I'll put it that way. Um, I, I think we might get some very low scoring if, games. If he gets, you know, if he gets, gets back and he's able to be in shape and do what he does, it's he's going to be very disruptive. Oh yeah, so I mean, it's going to it's going to change the nature of some of the games. And the fact that we don't score a lot doesn't mean we'll be out of the games because their ability to score will be lessened. Well, well, think back but you to- know, it would be nice if we could we could through do some like this is a weird concept. This is a new thing, just new in the past, you know, fifty years or so. Uh, forward passes for first downs and touchdowns. It's weird. I don't know. We may try to add some new things to the playbook this week. That's that's newfangled nonsense. I understand. It's a passing I, fad. I understand. Uh, I understand that last. perspective. <laughs> Well, I respect it. However, <laughs> Pittsburgh doesn't like change. Well, and I think back to the golden age of they also don't like scoring. <laughs> well, if you look at the golden age of Steelers football this year, which was the first game, I, I mean, they had what eight billion turnovers, five million sacks, and they still won by three when the. Bengals lawn snapper couldn't snap the ball back to the kicker. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm with you, Joe. I mean, I think, you know, assuming TJ Watt's healthy and is back and doing TJ Watt things, defense is going to be much better. But man, if you're betting on Sears games and we don't endorse betting on this show, but if you do, pick the under. Yeah, because you don't, don't bet on those dealers. Good gravy. Or, or Who don't, even knows what's going to show up at this point. Or don't bet on the over. I mean, the Sewers defense could be much better. The Sewers offense won't be. So you might get a lot of – score more than 20. We know that for sure. Right. So so bet on the under. I mean, you're going to have a lot of 7-3, 3 nothing games for the rest of the year. I mean, it's – No, that's – for whatever reason, we only do that against Houston. You know, the Houston, we get like the 6-3 to games and the 9-6 to games. Yes. Right. I don't know why that is. It's just Houston for some reason. Well, let's talk talk about the Saints a little bit later. Yeah, Paul, you were mentioning Frank Reich. I thought that was interesting. I I had a couple thoughts on Frank Reich. I'm an anti-Steelers guy, so I wouldn't be against the idea of saying, hey, Matt, can I go away? Frank Reich, come aboard. Hey, you'll be fired for long. Yeah, you can put a game plan together against the Saints. It's unusual to do that midseason, especially if a guy that's been coaching another team. Uh, Remember, Hugh Jackson 
when he was a coach of the Browns, he lost his job partway through the year. He ended up the year back with Cincinnati, which is very strange. I'm not sure if the Steelers would do that. I will say, didn't didn't they hire him in the week that they played the Browns? It was even, right. I, it was even I'm pretty sure that's before. what. Yeah, maybe the week before, yeah. or before, but it was like right around the game they were they were playing against the Browns. It's like I I don't know if you should be allowed to do that. Well, he was a longtime assistant for the Bengals, and sure, he was but, he was one of those coaches that. But he was the head coach of the team they were about to play. I don't think that's right. Hey, if you get fired tomorrow, hey, it's your right to go wherever you want. If it's the, I mean, I guess, but that's weird. But that's a little weird. But when they get fired, it's not like they don't get paid for the rest of the season. Like I feel like you get fired as a head coach of professional football. Like you should probably take the rest of the season off. Maybe that's why Matt Cannon sold to Steelers. If you fire Matt Canada. Man, could you imagine that? What if he goes to the, the only, Browns? The only thing worse than paying Matt Canada to 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 coach for you is paying him not to coach for you. Like I would I do don't that. Right pay now. him. I would <laughs> literally. Like, how much do you want to just not coach? Just well, what? Frank Ray could not, not do a worse job. Throw but him what? in today oh, to game plan for Sunday. He listen. could not do worse. I don't know if you have the imagination that Matt Canada could have. I think he could do worse. I think yeah. I think he has it in him. I believe in Matt Canada's ability to be worse than he is right now. Oh, no, I'm Ty- saying Frank Reich. Oh, Frank Reich couldn't, couldn't be worse than... He would not put a worse game plan together by Sunday. Mm. Todd Haley went from the Steelers to the Browns, not right away, but Haley was offense coordinator for the Browns after he was with the Steelers. Thankfully, I don't think he beat the Steelers as offensive coordinator for the Browns. But what about this? What if the Steelers say, get out, Matt Canada. We're bringing in Frank Reich this week. What if Matt Canada goes to the Browns and he stomps on the Steelers later in the year? Wouldn't that be horrible? No, because he'll throw it <laughs> two yards down the field. 50 or what? Times a game. Or what if Matt Canada... And he'll wreck the running game. Somehow, I don't even know how you do it. Just uh, or what? Or what if Matt Cannon goes to the Browns and he turns into like you know Andy Reid, like these long passes down the field, and you're like, where was that with the Steelers? And what if Bill Belichick coaches the Browns for a few years? They suck so bad the team moves, and then he goes yes to to New England and becomes like the most celebrated head coach in football history. Oh my gosh! When really he's just a cheater. I I don't know what Matt Canada's religious affiliation is, but downfield passes are against his religion, whatever it is. Uh, Is that Presbyterian? Maybe. (laughs) Or speaking of Bill Belichick, what if Matt Canada goes to New England and does all that? That'd be that'd be awful. I'm happy for him to go there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, okay. I will drive tomorrow to pick up Frank Reich. Bring him out here. That's a heck of an offer. He can game plan on the drive. I'll go get him. I'm hoping that... Are you going to rent a car or are you taking your car? I'll take my car. I don't care. I will go get him. Well, you may not care, but Frank (laughs) might care. Let's assume that the Steelers are going to make a change in the offseason, I would hope, in the offensive coordinator. Um... Didn't they just I, do that? What? The Steelers? Yeah. 
That was like two years, like a year ago, two years ago. They yeah. just hired this dude. Right, right. But what I'm saying is hopefully they can make a change. Hopefully uh, at the end of the year we don't have another excuse like, hey, it's cool to have a if you want to make the world a better place, yeah. take a look at yourself and make yes. that change. Or, I mean, or, I'm I'm longing for the glory days of Randy Feekner right now. What? Oh, How man. dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are great days. How dare you, sir? What are you well, oh hopefully at the end of the year, we don't get like Mike Tomlin saying, it's cool to have a guy with the last name of a country as your coach. You know, like, what, like let's say he completely falls off the rails of the offense and the media is like, why are you keeping him? And like, you know, Tomlin's such stammering about, oh, we need a, a guy with the last name of a foreign country as our head coach or something. You know what I mean? It would just be strange. So it would uh, be very, I mean, odd. just. Go find anybody. Chuck Kenya. Go go find a Chuck yeah. Kenya. Even if he's never heard of American football, just hey, go there, Chuck there's Kenya. A, there's Tim Burkina Bur- Faso. Yes. <laughs> Eddie Papa New Guinea. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you call it Frank Wright, and, you, and you're like, yeah, Frank, would you be interested in interviewing for the offensive coordinator? He's like, oh yeah, I, I need a job. Well, here's the catch. You got to change your name to New Guinea. We're not bringing you aboard. Yeah. You know? He's like, well, I don't know if I want to come under those terms. But Bob, yeah. Democratic Republic of Congo. Yes. <laughs> He's like, well, can I take the name Mexico? No, it's no. Not Congo or New no, Guinea. That's not right. Yeah, <laughs> we've turned that in Tobago. Yeah, yeah, we, we've, <laughs> we've already we've already had a guy. With a, a bordering country as their last name, we gotta go outside, you know, for that. And for those of you who are humor deprived, we're not making fun of the names of these countries. Oh, yeah. They just don't work as last names. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Could you imagine if that's what gets some people canceled? would get? Yeah, just get really upset. How dare you make fun I think of these? Buddy Bulgaria is a completely legitimate name. What's that? Buddy Bulgaria is a completely legitimate Buddy name. Bulgaria. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that guy does for a living, but I don't want to find out. Uh, of all the things that we've said in the past couple of years, that's the thing that's that's what's going to get us. Dare you, Timmy Trezeguet? canceled. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's rough. All right. So. Oh, it's so good. And see, if you're not humored by this, this is what two, two and six is getting you. Six and two, we'd be breaking down the scores. We'd be, oh, yeah. You no. know, blackboarding plays. That's not play. accurate, though. We'd still be oh, yeah, on the nonsense stuff. We'd be, yes. Yes. We're talking Ozzy Uzbekistan. Yes. Ah, yes. Well, well, let me throw out this question. It's probably not going to happen this week, no matter what we hope for. You know, Frank Reich's interesting. I, I think Frank Reich is. I mean, anybody compared to Matt Canada seems like a great candidate. I mean, I think I could put my name as offensive coordinator candidate, and maybe, you know, we could have a conversation over against Matt Canada. I don't know. I, I like things about Frank Reich. I mean, he helped Andrew Luck develop. That's a good thing. I mean, nothing bad about that. Didn't that guy quit? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, just saying, like, I'm not saying that it was Frank Wright's fault, but I am insinuating that it was Frank Wright's fault. But since I would 18, take... he has the same coaching record as Tomlin, and he's won a playoff game. Here's the only thing that bugs me about Matt Canada. Okay, he helped Andrew Luck. Good. That's a good resume starter. 
He helped develop Carson Wentz. Now, when he was the head coach of the Eagles, Carson Wentz was pretty good for a year or two. So I'm like, oh, that's nice. But, you know, Carson Wentz joined Frank Reich in Indianapolis. Crappy. And then Carson Wentz out. is I now. Work out so well. Yeah. And, and Carson... talk me out of this now. <laughs> yeah. And Carson yeah, Wentz how, is now. How's, with... uh, how's Matt Ryan been working out? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And see, that's the other thing, too. That's not great. Well, and here's the other thing as well. Sam Erlinger is not Kenny Pickett. I mean, he's a young guy, but he's a mid-round guy. I mean, we made the argument for Kenny Pickett saying you have to play that first-round pick if things are going south. Look at what the Colts are doing. They're saying, oh, my gosh, we have to play that mid-round quarterback pick. I mean, their season's going so south that they're like, sorry, Matt Ryan, we got to try out the fourth-round draft pick, which is kind of wild. And is, is, are things getting better there because of that? No, I mean, they've... Okay. See, I was talking to Peter about this. It was interesting. I mean, I cool... mean, these are the things. Like, everybody was like, ah, oh, they should be fired. Okay, you fire everybody. But then things aren't necessarily going to get better. The culture Now still... you just have, like... Everybody haphazardly and half-assedly going around trying to do whatever they can do with whatever's left, you know. Cool. What, you, what if you just take what if you just take eight parts from eight cars and just like duct tape them all together? Yeah, that should that should work, right? Colts are getting a half out of the uh, division lead. Now, right now the Titans look eons better than the Colts do, but the Colts are still technically in it. It's interesting. I was talking to Peter about this. I don't think they are. They well, just fired. They just literally fired everybody. I don't think they're still in it. But if you look at two weeks ago, they were, I mean, they have a tie, so they weren't tied with the Titans, but they were in a 1-2 game that if they won, they could have been first place in the AFC South. <laughs> now, they sucked. Matt Ryan sucked. Tennessee won the game easily. Afterwards, they said, oh, we're going to San Marriott the rest of the year for one. And secondly, you know, Frank Reich was fired soon after that. If somehow the Colts would have beat that Titans that game, I don't think we're having this conversation. I mean, it's very strange how much things have changed in two I mean, games for him. Taylor hasn't been 100% this season either. So I think that's right? – that, that's the, I mean, he's a workhorse for them, and that, that that's going to hurt big time. Yeah, and I think that was the argument for Matt Ryan. Not that Matt Ryan is still this great A quarterback that was going to lead you. It was like, man, Matt Ryan now has a really good running back with Jonathan Taylor. And Taylor's been hurt. Matt Ryan hasn't had him. And again, I'm just saying what difference the year made when you were going from playing for the division lead to two weeks later saying, ah, screw it, we're playing our forefront draft pick. I'll screw it, we're firing the coach and everybody else. And I don't, and back to the Steelers, I don't think you can blame Frank Reich for that. I'm not saying Frank Reich is a horrible guy for that. I just don't know if I'm hell-bent on getting Frank Reich in just based on, based on some things that happened recently. I think he's a good candidate. I think he's Ian's better than Matt, uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Canada. But is he the best, best, best guy out there? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Well, we have There's we may have the other worst guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, but but see, I I kind of wonder what else is going to be out there. Um, I got the NFL. Oh, what do you call it? The uh, not not league ticket. 
uh, where it skips around. You, you watch different games. So I, I get to watch parts of different games uh, each Sunday. I watched a little bit of the Seattle-Arizona game. Man, Seattle kicked Arizona's butt. And I, they kept showing Cliff Kingsbury on the sideline looking dejected. Apparently, he's not getting along with um, Kyler Murray. I, I, yeah, Frank Reich's not a bad kid. I'm not saying – and Frank Reich's eons been in Matt Canada. But, man, you know, guys like Cliff Kingsbury might be out there. Uh, the coach got fired from the Panthers. It wasn't a good head coach, but it was a good offensive coordinator. Uh, what was it, Matt Rule? Yeah, Rule. Rule. Yeah, I mean, he's a good coordinator option. I mean, he's out there. So, I mean, I, I think if the Sooners are smart enough to get, move past Matt Canada, I mean, there, there are a variety of uh, good candidates out there to be their uh, offensive coordinator. Adam Gase. Hey, some people are actually saying, would Todd Haley come back? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about Adam Gase. I know Adam Gase was a better coordinator than the coach. I, every time I think of Adam Gase, I still think of the weird eyes he gave when he was the first. Well, yeah, there's that. But that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not like Tomlin has sane eyes during press conferences. But <laughs> right. Uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's impressive. Um, the Jets head coach, I used to think about him maybe as a potential defensive coordinator a long time ago. Uh, Salah, the guy who came from the uh, 49ers, man. I mean, I don't want to get rid of Tomlin, but I, I almost think of, man, what would happen if they would pick him a while back? Who knows? Yeah. You know, I, I forget who it was. Maybe it was Andrew Filipponi, but just yeah. posed the question of what's the Mike Tomlin coaching tree? Like you think of these great head coaches and raise up these coordinators who are going to be great coaches. What's, after all these years, what's Tomlin's tree? Yeah. I don't know, man. I I'm not trying to hate on Tomlin. I, I just I never never considered it that you know where are these. So what do you consider the tree? Like there's been a number of guys who've gone on from the from coaching different aspects of the Steelers to go other places. Bruce Arians has gone on. Like he he seems to be doing okay. Uh, you know there's 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 a couple of guys who are out there, but I don't know. That's an interesting point, but how do you define the tree, too? I, I saw a report before I logged in here saying, hey, you know, maybe Brian Flores could be a head coaching candidate next year. And we all knew that. Well, say Flores moves on and, and head coaches another team in the NFL. Is Flores part of Tomlin's tree? I don't know. I mean, Flores no, is – He didn't cut his teeth under Tomlin. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I just I, I think about – I don't – I don't feel like that's how Tomlin operates with his his coordinators and stuff. There's not, don't, not there's not guys who do who go who stair step up like that with him. We're always picking up other coaches and stuff from other places, right? Yeah, but it does raise an interesting point. Saying like I I used to say this to people that I used to manage when I was a manager at work. Like, hey, if you're going to leave my place. It's almost a compliment if you leave for a much better place in that same profession. You know what I mean? If like an employee, if a former employee of mine, you know, left a professional job to go work at McDonald's, you say, "Man, maybe I did something wrong." But if that guy goes to a bigger publication, maybe you say, "Wow, that's part of my tree." You know, even though I'm my NFL coach, I, I mean, I don't think you can base your entire coaching resume on who's on your tree. 
But I, I think that is a sign that you are doing kind of well. I, I mean, I, I get where Phil Pony is coming at. I don't know if I would give out my full endorsement, but I mean, I think he does raise a point. Um, all right. What else is going on for Steelers? Um, Najee might take a back seat. Yeah, and you know, I'm hoping with that that the Steelers aren't saying, "Hey, he's our our first round draft pick. We can't bench a first round draft pick for undrafted guy." But I think it's pretty clear. I mean, we've talked all year about why Najee hasn't played that well. But I mean, even overlooking all of those conversations we've had. Jalen Warren's running a lot better. Jalen Warren is a better pass protector. And with the offensive lines, we need all the pass protection we can get. I mean, play the high hand. That's what I say. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I agree. I, and again, I'm I'm still holding fast that I'm not ready to give up on Harris, but something's not right this year. And maybe if he has to take a back seat for a few weeks, even if that just Kind of snaps him out of his funk, whatever he needs. But I he's able hurt. to rest his foot an extra little bit. Yeah. He's not. I, a, I don't. I don't know. Like, what moves. the heck is going on? He's. I, I think there's two factors in that. Too. He's not 100. percent I don't think he's bad enough where he can't play, but he's definitely not 100 percent where he's playing it with his best. The thing that Joe's harped on all year, I, I'm seeing. Uh, I think we talked about that last week. Najee looks tentative out there. I mean, I, I think back to that. I think it was like the third and three. Pickett throws him a short pass. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there, and he's kind of trying to juke step, and guys aren't even around him. And with him juke stepping, guys were able to come up, make the play. He stopped before the first down. And then that falling play, I mean, he caught the pass. He got the first down. But he, jumped, he tried to jump over a guy, and the guy didn't go down. So it was almost like Najee was jumping in the arms of a guy. It was just very... Daddy. Yeah, yeah, it looked weird. I mean, it was like, was well, he a daddy or, you know, how you carry your wife over the threshold? You know, it was almost yeah. like, you know, well, carry me over the threshold. I, 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 <laughs> maybe that was inappropriate, but hey, what's our exception? That's well. one thing with, you know, if he's not feeling 100% and he's hesitant, but then he runs towards people and insists no matter what that he wants to leapfrog them like stop that i i think you gotta play the high hand and you can't worry about what says the nfl or worry what says Najee harris i mean you know if Najee comes in and says well why is he number one you're not playing well play better <laughs> well i'm hurt okay we'll just rest we'll be fine yeah. you know jail more can get more carries we can give Benny Snell, two or three carries a game. And oh, I, uh, well, I mean, two or three carries a game. You're making such well, good I'm, points. And then <laughs> but, what, but what I'm saying is don't march Najee Harris out because you feel you have to march him out. If you have to let not, Benny Snell get stuffed two or three times to keep Najee Harris from playing, do that so Najee Harris can get better. See, it goes back to, I, I said this before, I'll say it again, who was your D'Angelo Williams? Bring in some, you know, Veteran running back at the beginning of the year to be the number two guy that could have been that guy. And I think Jalen Warren could be that guy, but I think you're marching Najee Harris out because you got nobody else to march out there, with the exception of Jalen Warren. I mean, Jalen Warren's looked good, 
But you know, I, I still think they're gonna try Najee Harris out. Was like, oh, what do we do? Do we have Bane Salt play or Anthony McFarland? I mean, I don't know. It, it, don't, it's very don't underestimate what Canada might do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm I, I'm having a hard time here, and you, you know, I want to get into our fun show, the Xero show, so I don't want to be, belabor this too much. You would think George Pickens gets more targets this week. I mean, I'm beyond thinking, oh, are the Steelers going to break out of the fucking score 40 points? That probably won't be happening. But I want George Pickens to at least see some more targets. You don't have to chase Claypool around anymore. Do you think Pickens will at least get more targets? I mean, let's think small for goals for this game. He got three targets last week, or the last time they played against the Eagles. I mean, I, I don't think eight's unreasonable. Six to eight. Yeah, Joe, you got a guess for where, where George Pickens be target-wise? I don't – I mean, I think it goes up, but I don't – it all then becomes comes down to what the matchups are. Who Where, where are the Saints going to put their, their number one corner? Because Lattimore's a pretty good cover man. Uh and depending on whether they put him on Pickens or put him on uh, DJ, I think that'll have to play into whether or not. Well, yeah. That's well, if, if DJ decides get, not to catch it, then that's going to make life well. And it also easy. <laughs> it also would be helpful if Pickett can see either of them. Or do you, it there? Do you put Lamar on DJ? Totally take him out of the game and say, "All right, if you're going to beat us, you got to throw it to Pickens fifty. You got to throw it to Pickens." I don't know. I, I if, if it were me, I would go the opposite direction. I would take Pickens out of the game and say, I'm going to make you throw it to DJ, and we'll take the 50-50 on whether or not he's going to catch it. <laughs> Honestly. Yes. Well, like, and then, Why not? I, I mean, I'm obsessed with this. Catch- Whereas Pick, Pick, uh, Pickens is out there catching stuff that no human being should catch. Right, he's not a human being. I, I'm because that is a, a that is an incompletion uh, saver right there. Well, and, and if you think about it this way too, I love the and who knows maybe the stats meaningless. Maybe I'm the guy that geeks out about it. But the times you catch the ball compared to the targets, you're right. DJ is by half, and maybe some of the guy, the targets from him is hard to catch. I mean, so maybe we can't always criticize DJ well, for that. Or he's double covered or whatever else. Like, sure. Right. Okay. But, but the half but, but catching half your targets is something DJ's mastered over the past year, pretty much. And Chase Claypool is interesting. Okay, they trade Chase Claypool. What happens? And, you know, Claypool's probably one of your top targets in Chicago. Uh, the offense looked good for Chicago last week, but man, it wasn't Chase Claypool. I think he ended up with two catches, uh, six targets. It was a very Steeler-like game for Claypool with the. But Bears. Claypool over in uh, Chicago has got to shift back to being the outside guy, uh, where he might actually do better than what we had him doing as the uh, as the slot guy. Um, I mean. Think of maybe that just wasn't working for him. I'll tell you, it's his first game with a new team, so I'm not saying Claypool's never going to do anything for the Bears. They weren't looking his way, he didn't seem that open. Um, they had Mooney, another receiver for them that is kind of becoming better. He played well and uh, tight end like Christian Kinnett or Quint KWT. 
he kind of looked like Travis Kelsey on Sunday for the Bears. So I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. From watching that game, I wasn't like, holy crap, how dare they trade Chase Claypool. It was more like, wow, <laughs> he's not doing anything for the Bears. Um, it, it was interesting, though. Uh, Justin Fields may have had his best game. Now, I think part of it is – the Californian back. That's all well, Miami's, a, Miami's not a good defense. They had Bradley Chubb, um, but Chubb hasn't really caught on yet in, in Miami. Um, so yeah, I mean, Miami's got a good football team. They got horrible, horrifying defense. And I think that's what helped Fields do better. But yeah, Fields had a good game. Give him credit. Um, all right. What else is going off the Steelers? Not much. I mean, I mean, it's a bye week. Thank goodness. That um, it was. Uh, well, let's do some picks, and we'll, we'll close out this part. Uh, I hate to say it, um, Steelers are going to be better. I, I think T.J. Watt's going to help matters. I, I think the offense just still hasn't put it together. And, you know, blame who you want. I'm still blaming Matt Canna. Saints 13, Steelers 10. Ooh. Man. What, what, do you think? what do you think, Paul? I am going I'm going to glitch out. I am going to go out on a limb and say Steelers 17, Saints 14. Okay. That's possible. Man, I feel bad now. Uh, Paul's the, the harbinger of doom. Paul, <laughs> the Steel, it could be the Steelers Super Bowl year, and Paul probably would still pick against the Steelers each week. <laughs> um, Joe is the, the hopeful guy. Joe's probably picking the Steelers every game, no matter how bad the year gets. What do you think, Joe? I don't do that. Yeah, I, I, I feel I just dream. Uh, <laughs> no, I do think they come out with this one. I think with TJ oh. Watt coming coming back, uh, and it's the 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 Saints, you know, find a way to to uh, to, to keep everybody close to close. In games, they just don't. They don't blow things out very often. They, uh, they, they find a way to 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 make make those mistakes that keep games close. But I do think it is going to be close. It's going to be something like, you know, I don't know, fifteen, twelve, or something like that. Like it's going to be. <laughs> so you're splitting the difference between me and Chris. Then. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't see it. I don't, you know, whoever wins isn't going to win by a full touchdown. I haven't heard anything about Jameis Winston's availability. Um, I don't once, think he is. I think we're still talking about the Red Rifle. Red Rifle still uh, fired up. Uh, Red Rifle had a hard time beating Big Ben, but if Red Rifle still comes in with his backer against the Steelers, maybe the Steelers have a bad chance. Who knows? I got to tell you guys, how depressing is it when we're talking about a Steelers team that scored 20 points or more three out of eight games? We're like, man, can we beat the Red Rifle? I mean, this is not where I hoped the Steelers would be after eight games. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if I was hope, thinking eight, no, but I, I wasn't thinking we'd be having that conversation like we are today. Well, I somebody still- was a little over optimistic about the season to start with. Yeah, what did I say? Twelve and five. Hey. Yep. You sure twelve and five. I said eleven and six. So 
they went out there eleven and six. <laughs> eleven and six has been more like the score of the games. <laughs> uh Dijon Kavakalik, my guy now with the, uh, DK Sports. Um he's saying the students appear a little bit more optimistic in the locker right now. Uh well, good for them. <laughs> DK is very negative about the Steelers this year. It's very just, negative about Matt It's Canada. not about the final score of the games. It's whether right. or not they felt felt good about it. Well, they feel good. There's a, a pep in their step. That's they why feeling good. That's why. I mean, think they had a year where there was two and six. Mike Tomlin routed the boys. They ended up six and two, eight and eight. Didn't make the playoffs, but man, it, it gave them a lot to build on for next year. So, I now DK never predicted that. He would just say, hey, they're in a better mood this week, so who knows? Or maybe they got away. They're like us. Hey, we're in a little better mood this podcast because we're not talking about another Steelers loss. Now, does that mean the Steelers will win out? No. But at least we're in a better mood. We're not each other's thirds, you know? But then Sunday's going to come. And who knows? Maybe we'll be in a worse mood this week. Um, the, other Steelers news, the other Steelers news I'm hearing about, it's actually good news for the year. <laughs> Um, the Steelers game gets the Bengals next week. Uh, that's going to be at Pittsburgh. Got flexed out of Sunday night football. It was going to be the Sunday night game. It's now going to be a 425 start on CBS. I'm thinking maybe it's a national game with Nance and Tony Romo. I'm not sure. But it's good news for me because I'm old. I can't stay awake <laughs> for the night games. Hopefully I'll stay awake for a 425 start. <coughs> what got flexed in? Uh, Chargers Chief. So, oh, yeah. uh, I don't, yeah. I don't be get a it. Much better game. <laughs> yeah. Chargers haven't looking super great this year. They, yeah, <laughs> the Chargers aren't good. Just, uh, Chargers have been hurt. Though. I get, I get sick of how it's just always going to be uh, the Chiefs. No matter what, it's always the Chiefs games on Sunday night. I it's can't. Always, ugh, who, I ugh. can't stay awake at night. You know what I mean. Uh, my favorite year, the year the Steelers went fifteen and one. I think that was Ben's first year for the team. Uh, the team was bad the year before, so they all had one o'clock games. It was great. One o'clock games. Steelers fifteen and one. I'm good with that. Doing the eight night games. Who cares about the night games? See that went that went well for them. Let's just see if we can do that again. Yeah, I'm getting old. The early games are better. Play all the games in London next year at 9.30. Who cares? Let's, uh, well, I'll be at church. I, well, I like, but church. then they won't be the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore. They'll now be the London Steelers, which yeah, is weird. True. Yeah. yeah, can you imagine? If, if, there was a, if there was a London team, they should be called the London Fog. And I, I, I stand by that a thousand oh. percent. Speaking of being canceled, could you imagine how quick we've been canceled in other places if I came out and said they should play all their games in London? <laughs> that would have been rough. <laughs> but that you know, probably I, shouldn't be the tagline for the show. Yes. Uh, I'll <laughs> tell you, I am, I am such a fan of British entertainment that that may just raise their stakes in my books if they became the, the London know? Steelers. <laughs> Man, we're yeah, it's stuff against Pittsburgh. They're still the Steelers. Uh, I think we're. I think we're, would I can, they be if they were in London now? I know. Uh, I think we might get canceled my own network for saying that. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> we may not be even allowed on my own network for saying that. Who knows? 
Like, I'm oh, so right. bad at me. I'm going to kick me off my network. <laughs> <laughs> We're canceling my network now. Oh, it's rough. All right. Anything else about the Steelers? Thank goodness it's a bye week. I'll be our title. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Maybe we should have a bye half year. We don't need to play more. I mean, weren't we on like a whole bye season? Yeah, yeah. Can't we just cancel the rest of the year? I don't know. Right, no, because man. it's it's all about the development. It's all about it's all Why about have I become the positive voice? I don't know. What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, if we had a good offensive coordinator, I'd be like, man, you know, I want to see you know Kane pick it under this good offensive coordinator. Now we're like, man, how how is Matt Canada going to screw up our team even more? You know, that's that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, that, that that's the wrench in my optimism is Canada. But apart it's, from it's, that, I, being why, good, why is why is all that still happening? I don't yes. understand. All right. Well, hey, let's end this. We, we got a lot to talk about our next show, the Exeter show, which it, it was an afterthought. Um, the Exeter show started when, you know, we got together just to talk about the Steelers. We talked about nothing else. And, you know, the, the Steelers that year was started loving now. Things went south. They started playing really, really crappy in the end of the year. So we got to the point where we're like, I can't even talk about the Steelers for a year. So we have fun talking about other stuff. It turned into the Excited Show. We talk about whatever else. There's a lot going on. Um, we'll actually talk about the election, but we're going to make it fun. I, I, I told them we're not arguing about politics. Just some weird things happened yesterday we want to talk about. Um, I write for PR Daily now. Have a lot of fun writing there. My big thing I'm writing about is Twitter and Elon Musk because we're talking public relations and business. And guys, I don't know if you've been chasing that. There's a billion crazy things happening there. I want to tell you about some of the just insane things happen with Twitter now. And we've got a lot of stories about licking toads and uh, other stuff that we normally talk about. So looking forward to that. Um, talk to Peter. Um, Holland, I almost forgot his last name. <laughs> um, uh, we have our football show, lots of football stuff, had a little bit of bonus content. So we talked Buckeyes, AFC North. Peter's a big Miami Dolphins fan. So we talked a little bit about the Miami Dolphins, Indianapolis Colts, a little bit of everything. And check out my work with PR Daily. Um, each day I do a daily scoop where we talk about trending news in uh, public relations. Um, Adidas has a new CEO. I talked about that a little bit. Um, yeah, Twitter is just a walking uh, craziness. Uh, talk about that. Airbnb has some changes that we talked about. And Brewdog. Guys, I almost put this on the list. This is strange. Brewdog, I, I don't know if you guys heard about it. It's like a brewing company. Uh, it's based in Columbus. They got a lot of locations in um, England. Um, people are saying, do we promote the World Cup? It's in Qatar. Lots of crazy things happen there. So Brewdog says, we're going to protest the World Cup because of all the crazy stuff going there, but we're still going to show the games are a bar. <laughs> so it's kind of a contradiction there. So lots of fun stuff. Please check my stuff out, Pierre Daly. I can use the clicks. I- I'd appreciate that. All right, so thanks for checking us out. I guess go Steelers. I don't even know what to say anymore. It's it's rough. But um, we'll see what the Steelers do against the Saints on Sunday. And check out our exciting show. We're going to record that right now. Have a great day, everybody. 
Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.